You're going to remember this every day for the rest of your life. If you want to get to a goal, if you want to get to your dream, you've got to focus on all the little steps. You have to put in your time. You have to be patient and you have to enjoy the process. Whatever you're doing now, whatever you want to be great at, whatever you want to be special at, I'm sure you, you may be already be good at it, but to be extraordinary, you have to do extra. I firmly believe that we are all here for a very specific reason, to do something truly extraordinary. But what are you going to do to get there? Welcome to the Magna Method Podcast, and I'm very fortunate to sit down today with Mr. Joe Stempian, personal trainer, fitness wellness professional from Legacy Fit in Miami, Florida. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thank you very much, Mark. Joe, I have to tell you, I'm really excited about having you on the show, not only because you've become a close friend of mine, I hope I can say that, because we've shared a lot of conversations at 3.30, 4 a.m., at Legacy, which is one of the better experiences of my life because it was around incredible people, but because you are also a very real person, and I appreciate you very much. I appreciate the way you do things, and I am a fan of Sergeant Joe, as I call him, and I'll tell you why I call him that later on. But to start off, Joe, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, a little bit about who you are and where you're from and, and you know, your humble beginnings before you became a fitness wellness professional. Um, you know, I, I was, you know, born in Ohio, raised around the military, ended in South Florida in the late 80s, you know, that's how it goes. Played a lot of sports growing up, very active, and, you know, got older, got married, had a baby, got really fat, and then, you know, when you're athletic and in great shape, and then all of a sudden, you're twice the man you used to be. You know, you got to look in the mirror, especially when you have a kid, and you know, you got to make a change. Um, I was lucky enough to meet Manning Sumner over at Legacy Fit. He helped me change my life, and since that day, I've just been helping others change theirs. It's there's no better feeling in the world than helping other people. That's None. right, absolutely, and you do a great job of it. And and tell us about the kind of things that you were doing in your life, just some of the habits that uh, you had. You know, you you said you were twice the man you you know used to be or became <laughs> twice the man. Tell us about you know the eating, the lifestyle, the sleep. Maybe I don't know if it was drinking or anything else, but you know I want to hear about that because there's a lot of people out there who actually uh, have those types of habits and they just don't realize that you know moderation anything is okay and you can tolerate it, but when you go over your boundaries and you just go nuts with it your health gets poor tell us about how you live you were living your life um i, I pretty much call it like a perfect storm where you shoot, eating bad drinking smoking uh, not doing anything active you know when you go to college and you graduate and then you sit in an office sit in the cubicle all day you're not burning very many calories sitting there so you keep eating and eating and next thing you know you're you know, when I graduated college, 195 pounds. I got up to 270, maybe more, because that was about the time where I stopped getting on the scale because you just didn't want to know how big you were. You didn't want to take pictures. You didn't want to see yourself. And like I said, I had my, my first child and met Manning all around the same time, and that's that's all it took to light that fire. I, you know, I wanted my daughter to look at me and be proud of me, and that's really all it took. So you meet Manning, uh, and you started off by taking, and Manning, some of that, we, we've had him on the show before, another uh, 
close friend, uh, very special person who offers classes and has, has a terrific facility in Miami, Florida called Legacy Fit. Now, you go to take his classes first or you sign up for personal training. What did you say to him when you first met him? Uh, it's, a, it's a wild story. I actually had a friend that was working for him and he literally brought me on board to help out with marketing some fitness equipment. I'm not going to get in the name of that equipment because it doesn't really uh, deserve my mentioning anymore. <laughs> so uh, they brought me on board to do something, you know, for work related. And when I walked in that place, like you, you know it, you just feel the energy. It's, it's just amazing place for somebody who likes to work out. Somebody who likes to, even at that point had like um, combat sports in there, the MMA stuff, and it was just an amazing feeling. And he started giving me workouts to do and stuff like that because if I'm going to work for you, I better look the part. So you wanted to work for him. You told him, I want, yeah, I'm yeah. going to work for you. Okay. Yeah. And then, but that wasn't really personal training or teaching classes. Or okay. It was more of Ed. something else. Okay. And then, you know, I stayed there and he saw my drive. He saw my commitment, you know, and I was there for a while. Really didn't work out. And uh, it came to a point where the guy that brought me in was dismissed. And I had known that guy for, you know, 10 plus years and... Manning came to me and said, hey, uh, you want to work for me? And that's it. That's all it took. I got my foot in the door, and I busted my ass. And I can't even begin to say how thankful I am for the opportunity. Mm -hmm. I tell him every day. Mm -hmm. And I see the back and forth you have with Manning and the great respect you have for each other. And that's, you know, a connection that most people you know, we'll never be fortunate enough to have, but I think you guys certainly have it because not only do you spend so much time together, but you've been through a lot of, you know, challenging times together, starting off with health and performance and training and trying to get your body in an optimal level of not only strength and conditioning, but of life, you know? So you start off on a path to change your body but before people change their body, they really have to have their mind in the right place. Was there anything that you did to try to get your mind in the right place? And I'm thinking in, in regards, Joe, of you know maybe separating yourself from certain people who may have may or may have not been uh, negative influences on your life. Yeah, first off, got away from the so-called quote-unquote friends, you know, that hold you down, and then got out of the very toxic marriage I was in and stopped letting that person hold me back worse than anybody ever has and and then once you made that shift you committed to you know the training or, or probably maybe at the same time but what types of training were you doing were you training once a day twice a day early in the morning weights it was six days minimum sometimes seven days an hour of cardio first thing in the morning and then weight training five to six days at night. While you're working both jobs? Or yeah. just, just the well, job with no, Manning just at the, the time? job with Manning at the time. Understood. And oh, being a family man, and at this time you have your first child. Yes. And what was that like, the workload, having a child, you know, working full-time and trying to get your body in great shape? Because everyone, I mean, I know a woman who I have a great deal of respect for. You know, she has more than a couple of kids. We think we know the same woman. And she does it. And she's an amazing woman. But having one, but your first one, yeah. is very challenging. It's rough. How did you do that? Well, man, um, 
I just really watched my mom growing up. She had, what, three of us, and we're taking in cousins and friends and this our whole life, and she did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can be done. I've been shown the blueprint. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling you, the sun comes up every day. You got to keep moving forward. That's right. The world doesn't stop. That's right. And you do a great job of not only staying positive, because one of the most positive guys I know, but also one of the most consistent individuals I know. I mean, they were very... I don't think there were any days, rather, where he wasn't there early in the morning. And we're not talking about 7 or 6 a.m. We're talking about 4.30, 4, 3.45 a.m. And there's very few fitness pros that do that. And we know, listen, I have people all the time that tell me, hey, Mark, you know that's not good for you. And I say, well, you know what else isn't good for me? <laughs> you know, dying, being out of shape. And look, we have very busy lives. So you have to do what you can to get your training in because we know not only does that produce a certain amount of happy hormones that put you in a better state in your mind, but it makes you feel better. And when you don't get that in, there's a problem. So you, you're you incredibly consistent, you know, incredibly positive. You know, how did you get your business going? Because I think, you know, there's a lot of young fitness wellness professionals out there that really struggle to get their business going. Who are the people that you kind of you know, modeled yourself after, you know, you're with Manning, so I have no doubt it's Manning because he's a great example. Were there other people and other things you tried to implement to get your business going and what types of things were they? Um, I mean, I've been lucky to be surrounded by a lot of good trainers, a lot of good people, like Manning for number one. Um, guy Eduardo Farino, another guy who opened up Farino, Farino Sports over there on the river. And then, you know, even seeing you for about a year every morning, seeing where you're at, in our industry and yet you showed up every day beating me to the gym some days well most days so that was motivation enough and then you also see the people that aren't doing it and it's like you don't understand it's you know i have a kid i have this i'm driving my ass 35 40 miles from homestead every day getting here at this time and these people take days off i mean we're not where we want to be yet We, we don't deserve time off yet yeah, absolutely. You, you work for it. You know, in the past five years, I haven't worked less than 350 days out mm-hmm. of a year. And I'm not talking about I sit behind my computer at home and work from home. No, I take my ass into the brick and mortar building that we have and I work and I train people and I and I have a good time. And that's another reason I love what I do. So it doesn't even feel like work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, you your commitment level is uh, basically setting the bar very high that in itself probably answers my next question but I'll just put it out there what else would you want to share with the young you know young people trying to get in the industry any industry for that matter or you know specifically fitness professionals personal trainers instructors strength coaches what would you like to share with them that you wish you you know you wish they understood um I don't know, just show up every day, be real, be honest, and, I mean, it's, it's just simple, just do what you have to do, no excuses, you know, we've had people where their grandmothers died three times, I'm sure you've had that as a, oh, yeah. <laughs> as oh, having yeah. employees, oh, yeah. you know, like, no matter what it is, don't have an excuse, have a solution, right? and make it happen. Right. You know, I often say that if you call me or contact me in regards to training or you, your goal is to work on a life transformation 
Don't think for a second that I could keep a fire lit. I can light a flame under you, but that flame will go out. Mm-hmm. You have to really want it. If you don't really want it, it's like putting a Band-Aid on a chainsaw wound. It's not going to work. And I don't care who you are, how great your training is, how great your programming is, how great your supplements are, how many trips you take to the GNC. You absolutely have to put the time and the effort in. And then behind that, you have to have a significant reason for why you want to change. Yeah. So you have to want to change. You can't change for somebody else. You have to do it for you. And that's another problem a lot of people have. They're not doing it for themselves. Mm-hmm. People are either making them do it. And if you don't if you don't want it, it's not gonna happen. Absolutely. So that being said, what was it like when you first started training? I mean you, you, you get a few clients and you start training people. Did you have a slew of clients to begin with? And what were the systems that you put in place? How do you assess or look at a client to figure out what they need? And then talk to me about your approach, everything from the mindset, from the self-talk, uh, excuse me, from the talk and the psychology standpoint, then to when they get in the gym. Because I see you work with a lot of people and they look like they're struggling. And I know I do something where I talk to them and you look like you're talking as well. If you're comfortable enough sharing some of the things that go on there, uh, please do. Well, I'll tell you right now, most of the personal training clients that we have and i don't know if the same for everybody else but you know they're there to talk and it's not even like the physical a lot of it's like emotional they need to be coached through it they're going through something bad in their life whether it be a relationship work money problems whatever it is they just need somebody to talk to for that hour you have to see what their real problem is you help them with that even when it's not even really fitness related and then push them through their workouts mm-hmm. that's it absolutely i have some of the craziest stories i mean of, of what people are going through whether it be a death or um you know infidelity by another spouse or whatever it is like it's it's crazy and really crazy to me and i don't know how these people open up to their trainer so much and how we have that bond and that trust with them and you become friends let's be real like mm-hmm. after a couple of months and you spend three four or five days with somebody every week you get like emotionally like invested in these people you want to see them win you want to see them succeed but again if they don't want it right. you can't make them want it or make them get it you can just right. lead them in the right way right and i often tell my wife that you know, a lot of times we spend time with people, and like you said, if you spend three, four hours, like, let's face it, you don't get a lot of time at home with your significant other or with your loved ones. No. Now, you don't. Or, do, do or you, even my friends, yeah. for, for that matter. Like, I'm, I get to see my brother. Right. You know, he comes over, I go over, we got kids, they get to play together, we get to see each other. Um, you know, take, for example, like a Monday. Wake up at 3.30 in the morning. You know, sometimes a little earlier, if I wake up on my own, I'll just get up. Uh, I won't get home till 8, 8.30 at night. Then you got time to pretty much shower, eat something, you know, kiss the baby. Right. <laughs> That's what it is. And then sometimes you just fall asleep. Yeah, oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. So um, I know that well. And, and like we were saying, like with that schedule, 
there's clients that you probably spend, I mean, 10 times the amount of time with them. So it's no surprise that some of those stories or some of those very intimate details are shared. And I think that some of those people need or have a deep want to open up and share their story. They need to be heard and they need to be uh, paid, someone to pay attention to them. Mm -hmm. And you certainly do that. But you also have a very specific skill uh, that a lot of people do, but I don't think they are as skilled as you. And many times I've sent some of my uh, instructors, I say, hey, there's a guy named Joe who's a friend of mine. You got to go take his class. And I send him over there to watch your class. And I remember the first time I was on the phone with my mother. I think I told you the story. I was talking on the phone and you said, get your bleep, bleepity bleep in the air <laughs> and stop bleep, bleeping playing games. And my mother said, who is that? And I said, oh, that's just uh, the TV. I said, that's the TV, mom. And uh, I was thinking, wow. I mean, that's some deep S-H-I-T to say to someone. And I was thinking, but you know what? You said it the whole class. And there was a reason that the class was packed. And there was also a reason why you could get away with it. Tell me, tell us a little bit about your approach when you teach your, your classes, your large classes. Okay, yeah. So um, when we first started out, we had like one class in the morning, one class at night. So we got to a point where we would have 50, 60 people in the morning and sometimes over 100 people at night. So you have to, first off, take control, let them know who the boss is because you know, this age and time and even being in Miami, everybody thinks that they know everything, they're the boss, and sometimes you just got to show them who the boss is. All right? And then you've experienced some of that stuff firsthand, even with Lewis, and I see you guys laughing sometimes. But oh, yeah. I've put in the hours. I've built a rapport with the people. They know there's no um, demeaning or bad intentions behind anything I say. It's just to get your attention, motivate you, push you. I'm not going to single anybody out and ream them. You know, if I need to speak to the whole class in a certain way, I will. If there's a new person in my class, I'm going to make sure I pull them aside even before we start and kind of warn them about what's going to happen. Like, hey, um, I'm Joe. I'm the trainer. Um, we're doing a little boot camp class and talk to him very nice. And then I'm going to tell him in, you know, in about 6.30, I'm going to you know, flip the switch and I'm going to turn into this other guy, a, a boot camp instructor. And it's going to get a little intense. Uh, don't be offended by anything I say. Don't be scared. And all you got to do is you know, talk to him a little bit and then most of them laugh because it is, it is kind of funny. It reminds me of scenes of Full Metal Jacket. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Full Metal Jacket, Whiplash, uh, all, all those. Jarhead. Oh. oh, yeah, it's great. And it's almost, you might have something else going with selling tickets to watch those classes. Yeah. But the class is a good class, and it is a hard class. And uh, I know that anyone I've ever talked to, I don't have to ask them. I know they think the world of Joe, and that's why they keep coming back. So way to go. Thank you. Um you know, that being said, has there ever been someone who wasn't too receptive with the class? And just because, you know, they weren't ready for it and they didn't, uh, they didn't know it was coming from a good-hearted place. Of course, of yeah. course. I mean, you can never make everybody happy, especially when you have you know, that amount of people in a class. You know, we have much more classes now. We don't get anything over 40. Um, these usually stay about 20 to 30 people, and I get a lot more one-on-one -on -one interaction with the people. Um, there's been plenty of people that have taken it the wrong way, been offended, especially with, you know, some of the language barriers we have to deal with in here. I have 
plenty of women and men that don't speak a lick of English, mm-hmm. but still come to my classes. And right. I say stuff to do. I pair them up with somebody that speaks their language, kind of to translate for me. And I, I'll say stuff to me. They'll just smile, and I know that, <laughs> that they're happy. And we, right. we communicate one way or the other. But you know, I've had people want to cancel their memberships. I've had, you know, some great Yelp reviews. If you've ever sat there and read oh, yeah, those, sure. you know. But yeah. uh, it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And um, at what point, when you were, you know, you're working, you're training yourself, trying to be a good dad, uh, you know, do your very best in the relationship, teaching these classes. Can you remember a moment where you were like, "Wow"? I, now I understand what the definition of hard work truly is. Do you remember a moment? Yeah. Yeah. Tell when us you, about that moment. When you're, you know, working Christmas Day because you have some, you know, Jewish clients that want to work. You're working New Year's Day. You're working all the holidays. And, you know, the first time, like I said, I worked 350 days out of a year. I was like, man, you know, this is hard work. And then every year I've tried to increase that. You know, I got up to 363 out of 365 last year. I had to take my daughter to Disney World one weekend, so I had to take two days off. Nice. You know, so. That's a good reason, though. That's a good reason. Yeah. But you you put so much time in, and, you know, we, there was a young man who came in who will absolutely still be a very uh, success, uh, or, or will be a success in this industry at some point. But he came in, I hired him, and you know he had been at work for maybe three days, and he said, you know, I'm taking the weekend off because it's my birthday. And I didn't know if he was joking or not, but he had just started, and he was trying to ramp up and, and, and get business. And it was hard. It's hard to explain to people. I, I tell everyone, I don't want anyone to be like me. I want you to be like you. I want you to be, be the best you possible. But that being said, and I said it this morning, the people who get what they want are the ones who show up to get it. Are there any uh, younger trainers that have come into Legacy that you've had a difficult time where you just explain that to them, like what it's going to take, and like how do you get them to understand that? And sometimes um, you don't. I know that. We, we've had a, just a couple, um, and we learned from our mistakes with hiring, and then you pretty much put them on a probation at one point, You know, give them 30 days, make sure you tell them, look, if you're late one day, that's it. You lay out the groundwork. Like you, this is your schedule. I don't care what's going on. If you're late, you miss a day, something like that, you're, you're not what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we've had a couple of hires lately, like uh, Ron and my new little brother, Sean. Mm-hmm. I love that little guy. Yeah. They you know, show up every day. I hear great things about both of those guys, oh, from yeah. you and Manning. Yeah, they show up every day, do what they got to do, and then, you know, I've set, like you said, I've set the bar pretty high. So Absolutely. they've had it laid out. And they tell me that I motivate them because they're like, some mornings they say they wake up and they don't feel like coming to work. They open up their social media, they see me at work, and they're like, man, if this old guy can do it, I can do it. You know, I got you know, over 10 years on oh, some yeah. of these kids. Oh, yeah. And, and that's definitely something you do. I mean, for all those younger trainers out there, and, you know, I know Ron and Sean have a great... Uh, have great teachers in yourself and Manning you know success leaves clues so pay attention you know if you want something look around the area because there's going to be someone else there who's already doing the things that you want or want to accomplish and it's very interesting because although you may may make it look easy it's certainly not easy no and 
when you struggle in your tough times, like who do you turn to and who are you talking to when you have a difficult time? Because we all have those days, man. Um, it's probably like my brother. You know, like I said, I I drive a little bit every day. You know, so when I get out of work at night, if I've had a hard day. Can always call my brother no matter where he's at. He'll pick up the phone. You know, I call my mom. Luckily enough to have a great relationship with my mom, I can call her anytime. Um, Manny at work. I mean, we talk to each other all the time. Right. I mean, we see each other every day. Like, yeah, you guys should get married. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you guys. I know that you have a great back and forth, and uh, always very supportive of each other. Um, can you can you speak to or reference a client that you had uh, just a very special experience with where you, I know you've transformed many, I know that, I have no doubt, but one specifically that not only did you transform them, but it has a special place in your heart and why? Um, the most special client I've had really had nothing to do with, I would say, the transformation part, but the fact that she overcame cancer twice not just once but twice single wow. mom of three she was an amazing runner and she had lost a lot of weight before she came to us then we helped her lose a lot more and then of course had cancer was out over a year went into remission all that stuff she started working again working out again and it wasn't six months it came back she's out again and now she's been back with us again for like two or three months and we're getting her back in shape i call her the champ i won't really drop her name on here no, i just call her the good. champ when she hears it she knows who she is that's perfect that's perfect those are really uh like as you said earlier the most rewarding or one of the most rewarding professions i could possibly think of when you have a client that becomes a friend and you bond with that person and they're good people how do you deal with on the other end of the spectrum how do you deal with someone who you know they there's nothing i appreciate more than a uh, client that you know has a lot of questions and they really want to learn i want to teach those people i i like to view myself as a teacher and i want to teach as much as possible but i do have had moments where i overstep my boundaries and people don't want the teaching but when you have a client that you know challenges or questions everything you say how do you deal with that because i know what i say is you know you you don't have to be here this is volunteer only you don't i mean i'm doing what i know and this is how i do it might not be the only way but it's my way how do you deal with that um i think i take it on a case by case level like mm -hmm. if there's somebody who obviously obviously doesn't know really what they're talking about and they're trying to tell me what to do then I'll pretty much approach it the same way. Like, you don't have to be here. I don't need your money, mm -hmm. um, especially for the personal training clients. But, you know, I'm also open to those that have put in the work, and I know that they do have some kind of education, and I'm open to listening to them. Mm -hmm. I know I don't know everything, right? and I'm okay with that. You know, I even have a client or so that I feel like I just – rack weights for and cheer them on you know they, they want to they tell me what they want to do they bring me some great programming and that's what they want to do so do i really think that i know everything and who right. am i to say no right. just do mine instead of what you want to do right so I case by case it's really not all the same understood understood i think you know that's 
I always try to share uh, the learning point that if you think you know everything is a big problem because no one knows everything. The body is an amazing, amazing machine and there's so many things going on there and science is always getting better and we're always improving our systems and there's always something new to learn. You have to be open to it. I mean, I, I was at Equinox with Mike Fitch before he even thought of Animal Flow and I thought Animal Flow was the most odd thing in the world and now I have an amazing appreciation for Animal Flow. So there's a lot of things out there that you could certainly learn to be open to. So segueing into you know the future of your systems and, and training, where do you see yourself like in the future of fitness and wellness? What would you like to do? Are there anything on the horizon you'd like to discuss or is there anything that you have in mind or, or where's Joe going to be in five years in fitness and wellness? Uh, that's, that's a great question. You know, we've, we've put in a lot of work, um, pretty much doing our boot camp thing and we are franchising out the, you know, Legacy Fit Boot Camp. We have one in South Carolina, one going up in Doral. I'm trying personally to bring one home to my hometown of Homestead right now. So we'll see where that goes. Um, I love what we do. I love our product. I know it works. I know it's anybody can do it if you can be an 18 year old stud we have a our oldest client right now is a 71 year old man who can do our class we have 350 pound people we have 90 pound people if you want to do it you can do it hopefully in five years we have 10 20 things open i get to travel around maybe do some motivational speaking I love it. I love just lighting fires under people, sharing my story, what I can do, what I've done. You know, I haven't done it forever, but five more years, I don't see me letting up anytime soon. I don't think so either. I don't think I, don't so think I would know what to do with free time. I feel like I need to work. Yeah. I got a lot to do. I think you're the kind of guy that if you, uh, you know, were in a, a perfect place and, and there was no need to, to put in the hours, you would still put in the hours and maybe even more. Just because I know you love giving back to people and uh, that's what makes you special. And I know that our business or what we do, I don't even know if I can call it business, but what we do is so heavy on the relationship side. I would say it's probably 15% of what you actually know, which is incredibly important. I'm not trying to discount that or not value that because there's great value in knowledge because you need to have that that's just part for the course but i'd say 85 percent in relationships and you know is are there any things that you do to try to go above and beyond to service the heck out of your clients to make sure that they feel comfortable and they are in a good place to give the best effort forward well i mean you just have to talk to them you know, whether it's like, a, like I said, a boot camp member, a personal training member, when they're personal training, you have no, really nothing else to do but talk, communicate. You know what it's like. You know, you, you know, we're, we're going to do some of these sets and then we're going to talk, oh, what'd you do last night? What'd you have for dinner? All right, we're doing another set. Oh, how were the kids? How was the family? How was the weekend? All right. And, you know, with the big classes, all you got to do is literally take the time, make yourself available before and after the class talk to the people just show them that you care that's it it's mm -hmm. it's not that difficult and luckily for me i've been raised around everybody every race every gender every thing so i'm comfortable talking to anybody mm -hmm. and everybody 
Right. And we're talking to people and meeting people. It can be hard. You know, it can be hard when you first start out or maybe I'll say it's hard when you're not comfortable with who you are. So if you're not comfortable with, with where you are in your life or who you are, you might come off the wrong way and rub some people the wrong way. And what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I still rub people the wrong way. <laughs> you might go, I think at times you might go out of your way to rub people the wrong way. But I don't think you... Well, we, we had that battle over the, you know, we've, I'm going to say we slash I have gotten better the past couple of years. But, you know, before when you're not a... You know, big corporate thing. You're not like in a you know cookie cutter gym, and it's you know your thing. You know, the customer's always right. Mm, no, sometimes the customer's an asshole, <laughs> and sometimes they you know they talk to you in a certain way. And yeah. when you work for one of these big corporations, you gotta sit there and take it. But when you don't, sometimes you get to dish it right back to them, and they're not ready for it. Yeah. They just are used to being able to talk to people any way they want. And then when you get somebody that just doesn't take it they don't they don't know how to act yeah i understand i think i may have experienced that in the past i'm not going to <laughs> confirm or deny um i tell you it's uh it's fun to be sit down with you and, and hear this stuff but i've heard a lot of these before and i know every when i do go back early in the morning we, we exchange some great stories uh, at Legacy Fit, there's also a lot of professional athletes around there. Mm -hmm. I would think it's one of the uh, top facilities where professional athletes train, no doubt. That being said, talk to me about some of the experiences with you know, the athletes that come in and out of there. Because there's this large group of either professional basketball, excuse me, professional basketball players, professional baseball players. And what is that environment like and mixing with the general public? Um luckily for us we've gotten a bunch of great guys that have come in there um i've heard you know horror stories about some of these guys being divas and this and that but we haven't experienced that and we've had some big names in there and being a sports guy and a sports fan first and foremost you know at you know the first couple times you're kind of sitting there in awe when you see you know kevin durant walk in your gym you're like wow mm -hmm. you know i've seen even Usher walk mm -hmm. in the gym and it's mm -hmm. like, wow. But then when you get to talk to these people after time, you realize they're just people just like us. You know, you even build relationships with them. You have a good time. I mean, I love it. Like I get to sit there and see, you know, Miami Dolphins players come in, Miami Heat players come in, uh, people from all over the league. Cause it's crazy how many guys just live down in Miami in the off season. Uh, I don't think I would live here if I was, yeah. <laughs> I was in the off season, but yeah, it might not be the optimal place for a person no. who struggles. Not um, at all. Do you ever have any issues with you know uh, some of the members, some of the uh, you know everyday clients, you know, approaching some of the athletes or some of the uh, uh, celebs in there? No, I mean, issues? we have right now we have like two sides of the gym, you know, the boot camp side, the open gym side, where all the personal training athletes train, but. If anybody walks over from the other side because they see somebody, I mean, these are like nice guys. They sit there, they say hi, they talk to them. Um, even the athletes that train alongside the normal people in their training, you know, they see them for a week, two weeks, month, two months. They, mm -hmm. you know, say hi. They get to know each other because it's just like another person in the gym. You right. respect what they're doing, even though, you know, this is a 65 year old man 
training, you know, and this is a 25-year-old elite athlete, they still respect each other and say, hi, it's, it's, it, it blows my mind sometimes. Some of the conversations and relationships that you see that get built in there that you would never see happen anywhere else. Right. It's pretty, uh, uh, it's a friendly environment, uh, positive environment, and it's nice to see, like, the athletes and celebs not try to big-time anyone. In the, they're open to it. You know, no one wants to be interrupted or be bothered constantly, but it's, it's really nice and, and nice to hear that there are humble people out there that are open. Well, I think it also comes to the point where I don't think anybody's ever been interrupted, like, mid-workout. I think the people have waited to when you can clearly see that they're done. You know, they're taking off their shoes, doing stuff. They're done with their workout, and they just want to say hi. That's it. Take a picture. You know, and they've That's always nice. posed for them, and it's, cool. I guess we're lucky. I don't know. I've no, heard some cool. crazy stories. Yeah, I've uh, seen some crazy stories. Um that being said, I know congrats on your little one. Joe just had a new baby girl. Number two. Number two. Speaking to wellness and fitness for young people, are you tough on your little one? Are you tough on your, your, your oldest um, in regards to the weight, what she eats, and if she's active, and, and will you be when she gets a little bit older? Because I know she's not very old now, but are you going to like just preach and push like, the healthy living, healthy eating lifestyle on them. I want to know because a lot of people don't know how to approach it with their kids. They don't want to be too hard. What are your thoughts on that? Um, luckily for me, my daughter loves everything fitness related. Um, since she was able to talk, she would tell people, mommy's a nurse and daddy does push-ups. You know, I was like, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's priceless. You know, she, you know, her mom's into fitness too. So she works out. She goes to these fit camp boot camps with her mom sometimes and works out with adults. She just turned six, all right? She's ahead of the curve. She takes right now eight and a half hours of dance a week. Wow. Yeah, she's on the dance team. She loves dance as well. And what, three hours of cheerleading a week and still an honor roll student. So, wow. That's then again, she's six and she likes it. And then. She just wants to emulate mommy and daddy, so I guess I might be lucky. But no pre-workout? No. Okay. No. How about the food? <laughs> how, about, how about the food? I mean, that's, that's where it gets a little tricky because I try to eat, make her eat well, you know, but I'm a sucker for pizza. Uh-oh. You know, she's a sucker for pizza. Um, with my crazy work schedule and my, you know, custody of my oldest one, um, sometimes my mom has had to like step in, you know, I'm luckily my mom steps in cause she's retired and she can help me out with my daughter when I need it. And my mom, not the best eater, probably one of the <laughs> worst eaters, uh, ever. Um, and you know, she likes to feed my daughter that stuff, but then I, you know, rationalize it as a kid when I was a kid, I ate that crap. You know? Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. No I didn't doubt. turn out too bad, but then again, I think are they? Is it really the same stuff anymore? Yeah. I think there's a lot more chemicals and a lot more BS in there than there was when we were kids. So I try to limit it as much as I can. You know, have her drink water, eat clean like I do. But again, when you eat away in a certain way, your kids are gonna want to do that too. Oh yeah. But if you're sitting there making bad choices, your kids are gonna do them too. You're absolutely right. Uh, it's n never a moment I don't go through the uh, the grocery store and I see 
a parent loading up their cart with terrible sugary cereals and snacks and they say you know what but i gotta get him to eat because he won't eat anything and you know i gotta get him to eat something i think man i think those are i i don't want to sound terrible now but those are forms of child abuse if you're letting your kid eat those kind of things because yeah. you're not giving them a chance a lot of it's out of convenience we have a lot of a very busy world you know i talk to people all the time where i've had mothers bring their kids to my gym to take a class and we're kid friendly too you know if mm -hmm. you have a one-year-old i've sat there and held babies while my clients have trained you know i've pushed strollers you better I've, turn the music down i kind <laughs> <laughs> of change the some of the songs i'm playing so it's a little more kid friendly nice. um you know we have plenty of kids we'll we've had days where it's been a you know holiday from school and a bunch of moms bring their kids and put them on the field with the dogs keep an eye on them let them play with the dogs um and I've had parents, and I'm going to say moms because not the dads, bring their kids, sit them down, and feed them McDonald's in front of me while they're in the boot camp. And they didn't like what I had to say. But I made sure that their kids couldn't hear me talking to them. Yeah. Like, like are you really going to bring McDonald's you know, to my gym with your kids? She's like, yeah, I, did. I didn't have any time. I was in a rush. I was like, did you eat McDonald's? No. <laughs> so, but it's okay to feed your kids this, oh. and then they look at you, and you made your point. You yeah. know, you really can't keep burying that knife in them, and hope. Hopefully, you made a difference. Hopefully, they don't do it again. Hopefully, they go for a more healthier alternative. Absolutely. Hopefully, they, there's a shift there, man. Or they plan better. Yeah, that's absolutely. what it really is. You know, people say, "Oh, this, this, this." No, if you really want to eat healthy, like when I lost weight, I would grill chicken with what pepper and garlic that's it and eat spinach with it so I'd, i didn't even have tupperware i would throw it all in a plastic bag eat it like a savage with my bare hands <laughs> that was it i always had food with me that's right and green apples oh man i love those things oh yeah green apples spinach and chicken and you lost a ton of weight how much in total the initial loss the big um one. Um, I don't know. I got down to 187. I looked sick because I had lost so much yeah. weight, especially from where I started from. So it's somewhere between 70 and you know 90 pounds. Wow. That's serious. The most impressive part is I don't even have a stretch mark. I want to know how. Ooh. That's good. There's going to be a lot of calls about that. People are going to be asking about that. I don't know how either. Uh-uh. But that's terrific, man. Um, you got great skin. Yeah. That's awesome. And... For y'all who don't know Joe, you can't see him, obviously. He, Joe's a very fit-looking guy, um, muscly, strong, fit. He's a tall guy, and he hits it every single day. Like you said, he pushes himself hard now. I mean, he, he hits the weights. I see him doing conditioning sprints. He's on the woodway treadmill running. He does all kinds of stuff, so he's extremely active, and he's obviously passed that on to his – he's going to his new one and his uh, eldest one. Um, so that's terrific that you're setting that pathway. Okay, Joe, the last part of this sit-down, I usually do a speed round of things. But for the speed round of questions, which are one-word answers, I want to ask you, what do you think the secret recipe is for success, period? And you hit on a little bit before when you went to pass on to younger trainers. But if you could say, you know, you know, one, maybe, if you could give me three possibly pillars of success that are extremely important to anyone what would you say everyone gets this question and i want to know what yours are 
three pillars of success. It could be consistency, discipline, it's dedication. All, it's, uh, c- consistency is always number one. Okay. All right? Honesty is always number one. You you have to be honest with yourself first and then even honest with your clients. That's the biggest thing. You know, our age of social media and this and that where everything is airbrushed and, you know, you can get fit in 30 days and give me your money. I'm an online trainer. You can do this. People are selling false hope. You're lying to these people. Be real with them. When you see somebody who comes in and you can see their body type, you can see how they look, and they ask you or they tell you, hey, I want to look like so-and-so. And And sometimes you have to say, not going to happen. You know, and and I learned that from Manny where people would walk in and be like, hey, I want to look like you. And he's like, it's not going to happen. Your mom is not my mom. Your dad is not my dad. We have different genes. We have different body types. You can still look great. Mm-hmm. You can still look amazing, but you're not going to look like me. Mm-hmm. And some people don't want to hear that. Right. But you got to be honest with them, and they will respect you. As long as you're honest with them, they will respect you. Right. They may not want to hear it, but at the end of the day, honesty no. is the best policy. And clearly, you're absolutely right. You are right. I always tell them, like, look, don't aim to look like, you know, myself or the guy in the cover of Men's Health. Aim to be the best you possible. Take one day at a time. And, and, and just start there. It's always like, I'm going to train twice a day. I'm going on this crazy diet. I always say, come see me in a week. <laughs> I'm not going to eat yeah, carbs yeah. for a month. No carbs. Yeah, good luck with that, buddy. I'm on this new system. <laughs> Between, listen, all there's, there's positive components to all of it. But at the end of the day, it's hard work, consistency, as you said. Um, thank you so much for that. Um, so the next few are some fun questions. Just give me, you know, one word answers to get everyone and under give everyone rather an understanding of who we're talking to here. I think you mentioned the first one. Favorite food? Pizza. Favorite ritual of any kind? Drinking a pre-workout. Ooh. No shout-outs here. Favorite pastime. <laughs> Favorite pastime. Football. Favorite sports team. The Dolphins, baby. That's not your fault. Favorite athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite athlete. Um, if you want to give, say, a, I'd say all time Jordan, but current Dwayne Wade. Ooh, you know, two I great mean, I, I love the Dolphins, but we haven't had a great player since Marino. Some good players. Oh yeah, you know, but not, not like you I know Dwayne you. Wade's been. You know, he I brought rings here. Yeah, Dwayne Wade's special, no doubt. Special guy. Favorite movie of all time. Favorite movie of all time, Braveheart. Mm-hmm. Actually, walked down the aisle with a theme playing. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> who would let, Who else would get that done? Oh man, that's amazing. Favorite book. Favorite book. Wow, it's been a while. Um, huh. Was it what? Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I had to read that. It's a you strong know. read, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> it's a strong, very yeah, powerful. Set. Second favorite one was, what was it, Why Women Love Assholes, I think it's called. <laughs> I wanted to read some of that different stuff, you know? Interesting, interesting. Read what women are reading, what they expect. But I, I would never read Fifty Shades of Grey, I'm sorry. Can't, <laughs> can't go there. Favorite TV show? Favorite TV show. Mm, it was Sons of Anarchy. That was a great show. Yes. We binge watched that show, Melanie and I. Favorite type of music? Oh, man, that's a tough one, you know? Um... When I work out, gangster rap. You know, when I'm driving, it's country. Nice. You know, I like a little bit of everything. Set the mood. F- 
Favorite quote of all time. Favorite quote of all time. Um, I've always loved it's not the size of the dog in the fight, the size of fighting the dog. I mean, I can remember that Archie since Griffin. I was a kid. Archie yeah. Griffin. I remember MJ made it even more more famous oh, in the yeah. 80s. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He did. Mentor. Most powerful mentor in your life. It's been Manning Sumner all day. Ooh, shout out to Manning. Love so, you. <laughs> love you too, Manning. Great guy. Joe, thank you so very much for making time. We know how very busy you are, but it was a, a great privilege to have you on here. A dear friend and uh, an incredible uh power in this industry and force great great individual joe thank you so very much thank you anytime mark